There are two things parents hope to give their children, roots and wings. But it's often hard to know if the decisions we're making are the right ones, especially when the world is changing so quickly. Welcome to That's a Good Question, where you'll hear expert eye-opening advice, tips, strategies to help you uncover the answers. That's a Good Question is sponsored by Good Life Family Magazine, a trusted resource for sandwich generation parents who are navigating the twists and turns of life sandwiched between their kids and their aging parents while trying to keep themselves sane in the process. Now your hosts, Cheryl Lily Pigeon and Michael Tinglin. Welcome to That's a Good Question. I'm Cheryl Lily Pigeon, and I'm here with my co-host, Michael Tinglin. We publish Good Life Family Magazine, an important resource for sandwich generation parents who are navigating the twists and turns of life quite literally sandwiched between our kids and our aging parents. We're parents, and if you're like us, you've got a lot of questions. So we created this podcast to help us uncover the answers. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's welcome our guests, Blanca N. Garcia, Director of Mental Health Resources for the Grant Halliburton Foundation, a Dallas-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to promote better mental health and prevent suicide. Blanca leads the foundation here for Texas Program, a licensed clinical social worker. She has worked with children, teens, and families for more than nine years as a bilingual mental health clinician. Blanca understands that navigating mental health services is challenging and was essential in implementing the foundation's mental health navigation line to increase access to mental health resources throughout Texas. Welcome, Blanca. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. We're so glad to have you. I've been involved in the uh, Grant Halliburton Foundation for over a decade, and I've witnessed firsthand the impact y'all have had on countless families. Your founder, Vanita Halliburton, has been honored nationally for her work in mental health and for her ability, incredible ability to over personal tragedy to get to a place where she's able to help so many people. Blanca, tell us a bit about your work with the Grant Halliburton Foundation and talk about the statistics that um, the CDC um, has recently come out with that are helping guide what you're doing right now um, in the face of these mental health challenges. Of course. So, you know, the Grant Halliburton Foundation really focuses on strengthening the network around mental health resources, as well as promoting better mental health. So I was brought on a couple of years ago with my experience in mental health to design and implement our mental health navigation line, Uh, really seeing a need to connect community members, parents, counselors, other mental health professionals and and individuals looking for services themselves to those mental health and substance use resources in the uh, North Texas and Texas uh, at large. And so my work really includes um, making sure that we continue to educate the community on mental health, what are signs, what are symptoms, and then, of course, what can we do about that? I think a lot of the times, because of the stigma that surrounds mental health, it can be really hard getting someone to take that next step um, and seeking treatment, especially if it's something that you've never done before. It can be scary. And so with our mental health navigation line, what I've been able to do is bring in mental health navigators who are trained 
to answer calls. They know how to talk to our callers, how to express empathy, how to connect with them with whatever stressor or life issue they might be going through. And then taking some information from them so that we can connect them to the best options. And so whether that might include counseling, whether that might include a support group, or even getting connected with um, a physician to provide medication, right? That is what our mental health navigation line can do. So we've been very proud of that service. In 2019, which was our first year of having that free service uh, here in North Texas, we served over 500 callers. This year, with the impact of COVID-19, we did have to pivot some, but we are very proud that we did not have any interruption to our service as a foundation or as the navigation line, and we're able to continue connecting individuals to those very, very important mental health resources. Um, as you you know mentioned, Cheryl, the CDC did recently release some numbers on some statistics regarding mental health. I think as an organization, and even you guys may have even heard some things on the media or read some articles, we know that mental health is very, very much affected um, in many, many ways. When you add in the different stressors we've had this year from the protests on racial injustice to having to isolate at home because of COVID-19, the grief and loss of individuals that we've lost um, here during the pandemic. And then you add in job loss, um, insecurity, kind of knowing what's going to come next, losing the ability to celebrate birthdays and weddings and holidays that are coming up, we were very, very concerned about the impact that would have on mental health. So the CDC survey is actually from August 2020. It was just released. Um, and it really shows that over 40% of the respondents reported symptoms of anxiety, depression, trauma, disorders, substance use, or suicidal ideation. And for us, that's a really big concern and makes it even more important for Grand Halliburton Foundation to be out in the community, providing education, providing support, sharing our stories. The survey compares the increase in mental health symptoms from spring 2020 to August 2020. So in that four-month period, respondents reported feeling anxiety, um, and that was up three times from previous levels in the spring. For depression, there was a four-time increase from those spring levels and suicidal ideation. Uh, one in 10 adults reported seriously considering suicide in the previous 30 days. That is a really, really big number. Um, this was actually compared to a previous survey that was done two years ago in 2018. That number was twice as many. And so having actual statistics numbers really tells us exactly what we were afraid of, right? That during this very difficult time with all of the stressors happening in 2020, um, mental health issues really did go up. And now it's affecting individuals who have maybe never in their lives before have, you know, many people who have never in their lives before experienced a mental health issue. It's new to them. So it's really, really scary. And so again, I think with our Grand Halliburton Foundation programming, especially our mental health navigation line. I think it's such an essential service to be able to give that guidance, give that information, and really give that support 
um, to someone who's in such a difficult time right now. So important. Hi, my name's Bill. I'm the producer of this and many other podcasts. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Now, obviously, as a producer, I'd like you to hire someone like me, but in this case, it gives a great platform to get you going quickly. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you out there. Yeah, that's a, a great segue too, because I know that children have been feeling much more dis, uh, depressed and we know the numbers of teen suicide has been going up as well. So recently, um, your founder wrote an article for Good Life Family Magazine entitled, Is My Child Depressed? And in it, she says, even though we know better, we sometimes let ourselves believe that other family members are faring better in a child rearing department than we are. And paring through those rose uh, colored windows into their homes, we think we see better adjusted, higher achieving, problem free, perfectly behaved children who are gliding happily through adolescence toward becoming model teens and successful young adults. We need to get over that notion. It's just not true. And, you know, you talked about uh, statistics recently, and one in five adolescents has a diagnosable uh, diagnosable mental health disorder, and about one in three show clear symptoms of depression. Statistically, every classroom in your teen school has five or six students with symptoms of depression. However, the majority are not seeking treatment, often because the symptoms go unrecognized and diagnosed. Can you tell us At Star Power, the safety of our customers and staff remain a top priority, and we'll continue to provide you the essential products and services you need to operate your home and business, home appliances, networking solutions, and more. In order to ensure your safety and provide convenience, Star Power offers private showroom-to-car delivery or at-home delivery and in-home and virtual consultations with our experts. Visit GetStarPower.com to call, chat online, or request a quote. We're back with Blanca Garcia, Director of Mental Health Resources for the Grant Halliburton Foundation. Thank you so much, Blanca. I know before the break, you talked about the stigma of getting mental health treatment. And I know that Vanita has spent a lot of time devoted to changing the context of mental illness into mental health to help that stigma. Can you tell us some ideas how we as parents can help our children when they when we recognize that they need help? What can we do to broach that topic? Of course. You know, it's really important to invite the conversation, right? It's okay to start that conversation and we want to encourage parents to do so. So invite your child to talk about how they're feeling. They might be feeling depressed, hopeless. Um, They may be angry, right, at the different things that are going on right now. But talking about it is very, very helpful. It's also important for us as parents to invite the conversation, um, especially with older children, because keep in mind that they may try to hide their struggles, 
Uh, they, there might be a sense of fear, maybe a sense of shame, or even that sense of responsibility to avoid burdening others. So remember, they see us trying to manage the stressors in life. And so especially for our older children, they may feel that responsibility um, to not tell us what's going on, to not put that additional stress on us. So let's invite the conversation, I would say first. Um, And then the second thing is using ourselves as an example. So our kids are going a lot of the times to model our behavior. So let's discuss how we're feeling. Maybe around dinner time, you know, let's talk about how our day went, how we are feeling and how we're dealing with it. We can also use dinner times or meal times or picking a particular time during the day with for everyone to kind of get together and catch up. And also what went well today? Let's also talk about that gratitude, right? So parents can invite the conversation to talk about the difficult things as well as what's going well, right? We want to have that balanced conversation. I also encourage parents to have that conversation with their pediatrician. Mental health and physical health are very, very intertwined. You are 100% correct about that. And a lot of the times for younger children and adolescents, the emotional stress does start to manifest itself physically. We might see stomach aches, headaches. This is where, you know, sleeping a little bit more might come into play, like we talked about earlier. And so staying in touch with your pediatrician can be very, very helpful. You can ask the pediatrician's office about checking on your child's social and emotional health. Um, this may be especially important for children that may face higher rates of illness um, or higher risk of complications, right, if they were to contract COVID-19. Uh, so especially if there's those additional health concerns or when we're talking about more of the minority communities or children that have maybe special health care needs. Let's have these conversations with our pediatricians so that we can make sure that we're healthy physically um, and emotionally as well. And then I would also say for some parents, uh, maybe even having the conversation with the school. We're all in very different situations right now, educationally. Some children are back at school full-time, some are virtual full-time, and some are hybrid. But you still have that additional contact with the educator, um, other school staff. So asking about how the children are coping or how they've been doing can also be good questions for uh, the school staff. Going back to the pediatricians, um, the pediatrician's office can actually screen for depression and they can ask about other symptoms. Sometimes this can be a really good place to start, especially if you have kids that might be a little bit more reluctant to talk or a little bit more reluctant to have the conversation. Again, we have a stigma still surrounding mental health. And so if there's an established relationship with a pediatrician and you're in that medical office, in that medical environment, it can dissipate some of those concerns for the kids. Yeah, that's great. I think that's a, a, a good way to evaluate your options and to, you know, include some other people that you may already have a relationship with at the school and the doctor. That's that's a great way. To, uh, to think about this. Exactly. And of course, Michael, you know, we want you guys to call right here for Texas Mental Health Navigation Line. I have to plug that in, right? <laughs> so t- tell us more about your official navigation and the su- uh, suicide prevention hotline. Yeah, wonderful. So we are a mental health helpline. Um, I will just say that we're not a crisis line, but I will give you guys information on that 
here at the end of my spiel about our mental health navigation line, but we really can offer guidance on the best way to support your child, right? How to talk about those difficult feelings with them. What are the treatment options? What does that look like? What might it be like to schedule an appointment? right? Um, Is it normal for the therapist to ask my child so many questions? What kinds of questions are they going to ask my child? What is the difference between an individual therapist and maybe group therapy? Do I need to maybe start family therapy? Is that important for my family? These are all questions that we can discuss to really help provide, again, information and support uh, to the parent. And then we can guide them with resources. So the way our process looks is you give us a call, you talk to one of our trained navigators. Our trained navigators all have personal experience with mental health. That is one of my favorite things about our program is that you are talking to people who have been there. Okay, so they know some of the things you may be feeling. They know some of the barriers or the struggles in accessing treatment. So they're going to help you get through it. They'll ask you some questions. We'll get to know you a little bit. And then our navigators pass that information along to our mental health social worker. Her name is Ashley. We are in love with her. She is the resource queen. She knows her stuff and she will make sure that based on that information, the location, the issue going on, the age of the person needing services, insurance needs, that we send two to three good options that are tailored to those needs. So we'll send that over to our caller and then we'll follow up. So we do a follow-up call, make sure that you receive the resources. Were they helpful? Do you have questions? And then of course, if the parent or the caller needs a little bit of additional support making those calls or a little bit of extra support, finding a really good fit, we are happy to follow up with callers as much as they need us to and for as long as they need. And this service is free. Yeah, that's the best part, I think. We are a free helpline. Um, We are available Monday through Fridays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we do often get the question about crisis or what happens if I need help outside of regular business hours. And so what we tell people is that if you need immediate assistance, someone is in crisis, or you're worried there may be a suicide risk, we do encourage people to seek help immediately by calling the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. And they also have a crisis text line that anyone can use. So you can text the word TALK to 741-741. Their service is also a free helpline. They are 24-7. And again, they really are focused more on the crisis type of situations. And those uh, and they are available when we are more concerned about potential suicidal risk. Now, I will say for some parents, if you get to the situation where you're really concerned that your loved one is going to hurt themselves or hurt someone else and that it's imminent if you don't do something about it. We do encourage you to please go to your nearest emergency room. I know it's scary with COVID, but it's even scarier to not do something about it and have that loved one hurt themselves or even worse, take their life. So we encourage for you to go to the nearest emergency room. And again, 
We can answer any questions on the mental health navigation line about what do I do if I think my son or my daughter or my my uh, my spouse or my loved one might be in a suicidal crisis. What do I do? We can provide information and guidance. Um, and the suicide prevention lifeline, like I said, they are that crisis line twenty four seven, two in the morning. You have no idea what to do. Give them a call. That's so important. So important. And thank you so much, Blanca, for sharing and spending some time with us today and for sharing your knowledge and your your wisdom and for all the time that you and the rest of the team at the Grant Halliburton Foundation puts into helping our families. We love what we do, you know, and, and I think I might be a little bit biased because I work there and I think we are a great group of people. But what I will say is every single person at Grant Halliburton Foundation has that personal experience with mental illness. Um, Unfortunately, some of us have lost family and friends to suicide. We've seen family and friends really struggle with their mental health. And we've also had family and friends who have gotten help and gotten treatment and gotten better, right, at managing their mental health in our thriving and loving life. And so we know what it's like. We, we've been in, in, maybe not in your shoes, but we've been in similar situations. We're passionate about what we do. Mental health is just important as physical health. Again, they go hand in hand. So we are here for any questions that people may have. We're, we're happy to talk about any information, any resources. We're excited that we have this opportunity to share about our wonderful organization with you guys today. Thank you, Blanca, for joining us today. Folks, if you want more information or wish to support the incredible work of the Grant Halliburton Foundation with a tax-deductible donation, go to granthalliburton.org. For more parenting advice and content, and if you'd like to receive our free weekly newsletter, please join us at goodlifefamilymag.com. And if you have any questions or advice or tips to share, we'd be thrilled to hear from you. Thank you so much, Blanca, for your information today. Um, I really loved your emphasis on empathy and how to make a better connection uh, when we're dealing with our loved ones in these trying times. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michael. And thank you, Cheryl, for having me today. And I'm, I'm really glad that you guys are having these kinds of conversations, right? Helping start the conversations in our families. Fantastic. And we're glad people like, you know, the Grant Halliburton Foundation have the answers. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so, so much. We're living, we're learning, and we are here for you. Life is good. We're here to make it better. Got a question? We've got answers. Go to goodlifefamilymag.com and click That's a Good Question.